How's it going, everybody? This is Dailies to Downloads. My name is Chad. With me is Eric. If you are listening to us for the first time, it might be through iTunes, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. We are on both of those now, which is exciting. So Eric and I both wrote for a site called 411 Mania back in the day, and uh, we both wrote about movies to a certain extent. Eric is still very much writing and interviewing about movies. Um, but we decided to do this show just to kind of cover random topics. So this topic will be about child actors, who we think the best of all time is, name maybe somebody who we connected to as, as a youngster ourselves, and so on and so forth. So we talked a little bit before we got on the air here about what we consider a child actor to be and as I was re the reason I mentioned that is because while I was researching this topic, there are a lot of young actors who made the, a name for themselves as a child, like taking child roles, but then continued to be in the business well into adulthood. And, you know, you could say a lot of them do that. But if you take somebody like Corey Feldman, for example, obviously he continued to do roles when he was adult, but most people just consider him a child star. So what we consider a child star, like in terms of age, I don't know. I kind of capped it at 18, <laughs> you know, yeah. you could be generous at that point. Yeah. yeah, you could you could kind of make the argument. Well, when they're 17 or 18, they might be already taking adult roles. Um, but I don't know. In your head, Eric, what were you thinking of in terms of like, what's the like the breaking point for, OK, you're not a child actor anymore? Um. Well, uh... I guess it, it feels a little bit organic that I that yeah the 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 breaking point I don't I, I I'm not sure but like there there are certain ones I guess who are like when I think of a child actor they are I found that when I actually looked up their ages were like seven or eight or nine years old um, you know once once you get into the teen years I feel like your roles change in movies too a lot of things that you're being offered changes. Um, and the things that we consider to be kids' movies, um, you often won't see people over the age. Once they get into the teens, I feel like they're not usually in what we would consider kids' movies. Um, there are some exceptions, of course, with things like uh, the high school musical kind of franchise, where we would say like those are kids' movies, but they're obviously right. late teens. But but uh, I would say under a teenage year uh would be what i consider a child actor under a teenage year so younger than 13 is that what you're saying yeah outside of someone like jodie foster who i consider uh who, who like keeps straddling that line between when she became most famous and um but yes that would generally be the criteria i would go with all right all right well yeah and you know a lot of people you know listening to this might not realize some people were child actors started out as child actors uh yeah, because yeah. they are have bigger careers now than when they were a child one example i can think of off the top of my head is leonardo dicaprio certainly uh, i you know i actually grew up being introduced to him on growing pains yeah as the uh you know i don't know homeless orphan kid who <laughs> moved in with him. I forget his backstory. Sorry for the lack of detail there. But yeah, that's what I was introduced to him as. I, I saw What's Eating Gilbert Grape. He was still very young then. Um, obviously, he did a lot of movies when he was in his was teens. Was but... Critter, Critters 3? Oh, yes. That was I like... I mentioned that. 
And once he became like famous, famous, like Critters Three was then repackaged as like starring Leonardo DiCaprio. I, I like, hate when they do stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, it's like he's in it for ten minutes, and you're not even using a headshot from like the age he was when he was in the movie. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> and to to you know, this isn't the exact same thing, but Jennifer Aniston was in the first Leprechaun, mm-hmm. and she's one. She's the main character, to be fair, but you didn't watch that franchise for Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was so early in her career. But like when you see that, they very much put her in the forefront of the images now. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. But, but yeah, and you know, you have people like Drew Barrymore as well, who obviously started in E.T. and uh, Firestarter and uh, a lot of movies when she was really young. And then there was a period there where she wasn't doing a ton. And then obviously now she is, she does a whole lot. But uh, so, Eric, was there a child star as you were growing up that you kind of connected with your youth? Somebody that was around your age that, you know, you connected to in terms of uh, that yeah. star? Um, I think a little older than, than I was, but still within my age range, if you will, was I feel like one of the most famous child stars in Hollywood history was Macaulay Culkin. Right. Um, and I think also when we mentioned, like you mentioned Leonardo DiCaprio and Drew Barrymore, I think the idea of like a child star means that their their most significant period of fame was when they were a child. Right. Right. I, I, I would. That's typically what I would associate with that term, child star. Uh, whereas I feel like that that's definitely the case in Macaulay Culkin. Like I know he is. Oh, absolutely. Still working and still doing stuff. And he, there were a few roles that he took, like Party Monster in the early. 2000s uh where he was trying to shed that uh home alone notoriety but you're never gonna be you're never gonna be able to do that um but that party monster wasn't gonna do it nothing was gonna because no and and like i and i definitely admire the idea of like taking on like a really really indie movie that's so left field from what you were known for doing right um it's so I, I definitely like appreciate them doing that but unfortunately i i would say not even a one percent of the home alone audience has ever seen or heard of that film so Very so you, yeah. you do yeah you do kind of like have to face that uphill battle but macaulay culkin was definitely the first one who, who came to mind yeah and he was in uh he had a role in saved and uh yeah. you know he like you said he's done stuff and he pretty much he can do stuff when he wants to at this point because he's done interviews where he said that his parents when he was of age presented him with the money that he made which was substantial and in light of that he's been able to pursue any weird bizarre hobby that he feels like pursuing you know like the pizza themed velvet underground cover band that he did and uh you know the pot he does a podcast uh you know so he's a unique eccentric guy and uh it's i think it's cool that he's able to do those things uh he's he doesn't seem to be of the norm when it comes to child stars and how they kind of have this descent into drugs or whatever yeah and even as a child star like i know we've talked about this movie in the past i don't remember what the uh, reason was for but the good son and things like that where even when he was still a child star he was still trying not to be typecast yeah um yeah that was a big example and you know people like that movie i think is probably unless you're of our era 
is probably all but forgotten in yeah. many ways. And well, it has it has two big child stars. I mean, yeah, in that movie, well, yeah, Elijah Wood, absolutely, yeah. And you know, it's it's crazy though because when that movie came out, that was a big deal. Like, not a big deal in terms of it lit the box office on fire, but just the fact that he was playing this villain mm-hmm. in this very dark movie with another child star in Elijah Wood you know it was it was a big deal at the time and people I think nowadays choose to not associate that movie with his career but yeah definitely didn't stick in the same way yeah Yeah. Um, but when you mentioned trying to shed the light of some of your child roles I immediately thought of Daniel Radcliffe Uh, certainly the Harry Potter trio those kids uh, were huge child stars in terms of you know not just one role they had seven eight movies that they did and uh daniel radcliffe since then has done everything in his power to take indie roles as you were mentioning earlier and every sort of unique part that he can get his hands on to have people not look at him as harry potter and i don't know if that's ever going to be completely successful unless know maybe he wins an oscar one day or something like that but yeah i mean i think he's been the most successful i guess he's also the most famous because he did play the title role of harry potter um and then yeah doing a lot of theater uh broadway and west end stuff as well um and yeah i i think one of the the struggles with a lot of child stars is that they do feel the need to take something so such a 180 on the side you know so like something like the daniel radcliffe films post harry potter i feel like were um i'm trying to think of like the most significant one um because there was a period where a lot of them were really not good not memorable but he was obviously taking them to like try to shed that image um yeah i mean he he has he does a lot of he does a lot of stuff, like a lot of movies. Like there's always movies with him in them popping up. And I mean, one of the, this wasn't a movie, but one of the things that I saw of him post Harry Potter was the, uh, the Broadway play Equus. Yeah. Where famously he kind of did uh, full frontal and uh, that was a big deal at the time. And it was obviously a very unusual role to take, but I think that he actively tries to avoid having himself be known as just that. Yeah, and he and he he does seem like he has like real talent. Um, oh yeah, I feel like I feel like that's also a part of like once you become an adult, you can't rely on the cutesy child thing um, for for better or worse. Whereas I feel like that, like within case of um, is it Rupert Grint? Yeah, yeah. Where I feel like he has tried to break out, but he's I just don't think that's. Right. He wasn't as successful. I mean, he did a lot of movies, but it just wasn't happening for him. And Emma Watson did a couple of notable movies, but the other side of that coin is she doesn't want to stay in the limelight, seemingly. Uh, obviously, I don't know her, but she, she did a, a few movies there, but she doesn't actively pursue roles at every turn, it seems to me anyway. Um, so yeah, like kind of three different career trajectories there. Um, but, uh, you know, my, I guess the big, you mentioned Macaulay Culkin, which was certainly a big influence for me growing up, but, uh, uh, probably the biggest one, and this is somewhat of a cheat because it's not just movies, 
but I, the biggest one for me would probably be Fred Savage. And, you know, I grew up watching the wonder years and obviously he was in movies as well. He was in little monsters. He had a, you know, that role in the princess bride. Uh, he, he was, he was a very big child star that I watched every week pretty much while that show was on. And, uh, you know, obviously he would continue to take roles as an adult. And I think you hit on something earlier. I guess the biggest compliment you can give a child star is just kind of calling them a good actor in general, not a, oh, you were really great as a child. You know, once you reach the point where you can, you're no longer just viewed as a child star, that would to me be like you climbed the mountain and now you're on the other side, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. And at least um, Fred Savage is like an interesting career because he's actually like since gone into directing. Right. Directing. Like there, I mean, unfortunately, the movies he's directed are also not not really anything to write home about. But <laughs> but I mean, yeah, he is having a career as a film director. Um, and the other thing, of course, when we speak about child stars, especially in Fred Savage's case, I feel like, and you mentioned with Macaulay Culkin, like, the driving force a lot of times are the parents right for better or worse we've seen that be a horror story and like they become estranged or or what have you um where where fred savage like the savage family they they produced two boys who right both became pretty uh big um my gender i mean i don't separate generation you you grew up more with his brother right with his brother yeah so like and then like in that show boy meets world they had an episode where Fred played this uh, TA who's like a little too handsy with the students and like it's a very darker role, you know? And like he's um, Topanga in that episode, doesn't he? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And so it's <laughs> yeah. like Savage Brother versus Savage Brother, which right. if you didn't know about them being family, uh, you know, it, it wouldn't stick out to you as much. But right. um, yeah, that, that definitely felt like a, they have two sons who are still active in the business very as much as they can be it's uh interesting to me that to looking at some of the careers of the child actors who were able to go on and become successful in the business or maybe they left the business and they still managed to stay on their feet and then you have so many cases that are given a spotlight in the media where the person kind of succumbs to drugs or you know, is down on their luck. And I mean, obviously neither of us are in the business in that way, but uh, you know, why do you, why do you think that some of these actors have trouble staying on their feet? I mean, I guess it's the obvious answer is that they are really, their maturity is kind of given a little bit of a bizarre trajectory when they're young, they're given all this money, this fame and this attention and then all of a sudden it's gone and they have to pick up the pieces, so to speak. Yeah, and, and I think that's also, you need that period where you can kind of get away for a while. Like I, I always feel like when you become an adult and you do want to remain in this industry, you need like a sort of reintroduction, right? Like, um, would you that need to, something- You need to find out what it's like to be a normal person yeah absolutely to pursue your education or have a backup plan as a career or something that kind of levels you out and gives you a little bit of balance and i think some of these people that when they were children they were listening to a manager or maybe their parents or whoever or an agent and 
who kept telling them, oh, you need to do this, you need to do that. And then when it wouldn't pan out for them, because as children get older, their voice changes, their looks change, they might not be offered the same roles as they once were. And that can be tough to take, I'm sure, as it is for actors of any age, you know, when men or women get older and all of a sudden those roles aren't there anymore. But you kind of have to, like you said, I think the best thing is to take a step away for a little bit and find yeah. Uh, yeah, as long as you can be somewhat, if not anonymous, then removed from a lot of that. Because also, unfortunately, for a lot of these child actors, once they do go to college, that's also in the news because the media right. is just, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, I, I keep thinking of Emma Watson in cases like this. Yeah, or like I remember Nellie Portman when she went to Harvard. That was like such right. a big story. And it's just like, even that is being covered. Like, it's unfortunate uh, that even when you do try to step away and have a quote unquote normal existence, that that still is also something that becomes a news item due to your fame. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think of, we didn't mention um, Jodie Foster as well as, of who's someone, because now we think of her of course as being more famous in her uh, adult years. But the weird, you know, the weird thing about her, I think, is the fact that one of her most notable roles as a child is still considered a classic to this day and yeah. oh, yeah. a classic in every circle you know so you then have the fact that she went on to be in silence of the lambs and all these other great movies but one of the best movies she's done is still one of her first if not her first um which is taxi driver obviously so yeah, yeah. And, and like it like this is the most rare example of like it led to someone trying to assassinate the president because of their obsession with that movie and that you know it's like it's like and, and she was at college at that point you know and so it was like you could not escape this kind of like okay i'm trying to get out of the limelight again and yet all these uh but but when you think of like from taxi driver to um before the accused, which she won her first Oscar for, like yeah. there were those years where she was away. Right. Yes. Yeah. You know, and I think then that was like a reemergence by the time the accused came out. Yeah. Like I also think it helps to in stepping away to see like, you know, hey, do I still love this? You know, is this still something that I want to do, or is this something people are telling me to do? Like, oh, you can't step away because if you do, then you're not going to be able to get back. You know. Like, I have no idea what some of the advice, I can only imagine some of the advice some of these kids have been given over the Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, I think that is the main thing where I'm more surprised where a child star is still trying to work in this, in this as an actor in this business as an adult, because it does seem like you will lose that inspiration um, once more of real life happens to you. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm trying to think of like where we, I, I feel like we think of that as somewhat like a, a disappointment, but I'm like, well, it, it makes sense that as you grow older, you would not want to, you know, I don't know. I, I know Jacob Tremblay is still uh, working, yeah. but I'm like, sorry, man. I, I don't, I think 90% of Jacob Tremblay's appeal is that he was a cute little kid. Um, right. No offense, but as an adult, I don't think anyone's going to care about it. Right. And, you know, you see these kind of, and when I, one of the reasons why I wanted to do this topic was to kind of explore some of the child careers that were just had a longevity to them and weren't just, for lack of a better word, fluke roles that these kids did really well in once that might have gotten some awards attention and 
then you never really saw them again. You know, uh, you could, there's so many of them. You, you mentioned one. Um, and that was, that was interesting to me because even though you have people like, uh, well, I'm blanking on her name, Paper Moon, uh, Tatum O'Neill, sorry. Um, who's, you know, still, she's still the youngest to win and, and, you know, an, an Oscar for acting. Right. Yeah. I believe. Yeah. Uh, competitive. Yeah. I think Mickey Rooney may have gotten a, uh, a special award when he was a young 10 year old to think of Mickey Rooney as a 10 year old is really going. Back. Well, you know, and <laughs> there, there's an argument to be made that he's one of the best child stars ever, but then again, you know, he kept acting his whole career, but he yeah. was very much known um, for, his child roles but uh but yeah you i mean anna paquin you know started out but then she obviously is still in the game so it, it's weird when they have an oscar nomination so early at on in their careers but then they manage to still stay relevant that's a big accomplishment yeah i, I think that is actually even more hard where yeah when you do get that like initial ultimate praise um I was actually watching something recently. I, I don't remember why. An interview with Haley Steinfeld, who was nominated for True Grit ten years ago. But that's like for her. Uh, ten years. That makes me feel old. Yeah, ten years. Yeah, it's like a lifetime ago. Now she's like twenty-four on an Apple show. Um, Emily Dick Dickinson, I think. Uh, something. Like um, but but yeah, I mean, and and she's still working, and like her her career has gone a different way. But obviously, right. when you get an Oscar nomination. <laughs> 11 years old or 12 years old it's kind of hard to ever uh top that if if you know um think of yeah thinking of uh, what was his name in kramer versus kramer justin henry um quinn cummings and the goodbye girl a lot of these like 10 year olds that got an oscar nomination and then retired like they didn't really want to become actors as they got older right um, yeah i mean and like one of the questions that would be cool to ask some of these people who were still actors that started out as children getting roles is you know who was it that gave you the good advice as you were getting older to you know stay in the business or not stay in the business to you know deal with that fame and then carry on your life which would be an interesting essay or documentary for somebody to do down the road <laughs> yeah yeah and it, and it definitely does seem like a lot of times they are uh siblings there's a, there's like a pair or something it, it's actually funny now um to me at least where to make you feel old where if you were to ask someone today like who is the famous olsen sister the most famous Olsen sister yeah people will be like oh uh elizabeth has siblings like i'm exaggerating but <laughs> Like, it's kind of shocking that, like, at the time... Well, yeah. you're up with What's crazier him. about that is the millions upon millions of dollars that Mary-Kate and Ashley are still making mm -hmm. off of their businesses that they have that people probably don't know about, but you're right. Yeah, that's such a weird, uh, you know, situation there. And, you know, it's great because, I, you know, Elizabeth Olsen is, is terrific. Um, it makes you wonder, though, <laughs> If, if her sisters would have stayed in the business, what they would have done. But, uh, you know, they made wise decisions. Nobody can say that they didn't. Um, yeah. and, and it almost seems like, at least in their case, that they have to not not acknowledge each other, but you don't ever really hear Elizabeth Olsen talk about her siblings. Right, yeah. Uh, yeah. Which was intent, not that they're not in a good relationship, but I just feel like it's intentional to separate themselves from 
each other. Um, it also seems like the twins really don't like to be mentioned. They don't like to be in the line. Yeah. They don't like to, I, they seem to be happy with their privacy. I could be wrong, but you know, they seem to be very content with who they are and you know, what they're doing with their lives now. So as their sister, I bet you, sh maybe she was told like, Hey, just keep us out of it. Do your own thing. You know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. As you're thinking of the Olsen twins with um, not to get into TV, but God forbid, but like with like full house, you have like, you mentioned growing pains, uh, like the Camerons, Kirk Cameron and Candace Cameron, like they were also a family um, that were of child stars. And yeah, it just seems to be motivated usually by the parents. Right. And, um, you know, I remember even uh, Abigail Breslin, uh, uh, she has, she had a brother who was in a bunch of movies back in like the early 2000s yeah, and i am blanking on his name. i'm blanking on his name but for a little while he was the more famous breslin and that didn't last too long but you know um and you mentioned uh the you know the cameras it i wonder i'm sure there are people out there who if you mention the name kirk cameron oh the guy who does the religious movies <laughs> like yeah yeah the they anti might not, they might not know about growing pains because no, like no, some yeah. shows get this kind of second life through streaming services and you know you know, you look at Fuller House, which certainly probably gave a new life to Full House. And, you know, Growing Pains, I'm sure it's on some st streaming service, but you don't really hear about Growing Pains a lot. You know, I don't think it's as prominently out there and revisited as other old shows. So, yeah, and it's funny because, like, you mentioned Leah, Leonardo DiCaprio. Like, I feel like he is the main child he is up by far the the child star from that show he wasn't even like a main cast member but who who actually continued acting yeah like pretty much all the child actors from that movie uh from that tv series like retired either yeah. by their own choosing or forced retirement <laughs> yeah right. um yeah so let's get to it who we think the greatest child actor of all time is who deserves that title so I'll start here, Eric. You see if you are on my same pathway or not. To me, there's really only one answer here. And you could look at it from many points of view to support it. You could look at it in terms of box office grosses, longevity, and that would be Shirley Temple. And she, her career was from like 1933 to 1949. The movies that she made made millions upon millions upon millions and if you look at some of the adjusted grosses and even what they made back then and i will tell you this the only reason i am familiar with shirley temple other than just knowing her name is the fact that my sister my younger sister when we were young i forget who it was what relative gave her all sorts of vhs tapes of shirley temple so there was a period there where those movies were on a lot. And so I became familiar with them based on that. Um, and, you know, and it's tough to, you know, it, you can obviously see, you know, the fact that she was a very cute little girl and, you know, really kind of controlled the scenes and was, you know, sort of infectious to watch, you know, on screen. But to me, like that's an obvious one and then when she was 18 you know she was in you know a, a, you know a movie with Cary Grant and you know had some roles when she was a little older but then that was it and then she was done and yeah another movie after that so 
You is could... she? Uh, I feel so bad for asking this now. Did mm-hmm. she pass away, or is she? Yes. Yes. She did pass away. Not not recently, right? Within the past couple of years, because yeah, yeah, it was it, yeah, it wasn't super long. Okay. Yeah, she okay. she lived a very long life, and uh, but yeah, she she has passed away. But it, I mean, she still leaves her leaves her mark, even though those movies are in black and white, and some of them have not dated well in terms of the subject matter and who, what types of roles you know people had whatnot but uh but yeah so that would be my vote we already mentioned mickey rooney who on some a couple lists i saw was was number two or three uh just because he got his career started in in a lot of child roles. yeah and i also wonder about like in that particular range of like the 1940s 30s 40s 50s where i feel like that was when when the country was like at war where i feel like they had child stars do more of like those kind of like uso like promotional sort of things where i feel like that was a part of like shirley temple's um without any things to cite as examples right now but like where she was like doing things for the troops or 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 what have you where i I feel like we associated like a young child um, with that kind of encouragement so Looking at um, some of her stats here, just before you get into whatever pick you made, Eric, uh, she's had 10 number one box office hits. She had 33 that were in the top 10. And like this is a few years old, but her adjusted grosses from 2016 were over 2.7 billion. So, you know, that that's that's some pretty good statistics there for somebody that really did it only when she was young and then was completely out of it after that so eric who do you have uh that you think uh deserves the title well i mean it's tough because thinking of those stats and accomplishments you just mentioned it's like okay like on a career basis like it's hard to i can't i could not argue with shirley temple i feel like if we were to say like the most famous successful career of a child actor is, is probably Shirley Temple right. um but but for me the one that I thought of most frequently a little past that era but not too much uh was uh Haley Mills the parent trap yeah uh, which is just funny because again like it, it's she's a little bit younger but but not so much uh and that was also something where I, I I was not of that era of the Parent Trap and everything, but she was with that in Swiss Family Robinson and in a few other of those Disney um, movies that you know we're not we're not anything to write home about. But she was um, I feel like Haley Mills was always someone who I knew as a child star from those 1960s Disney movies that I that I watched as a kid. I don't remember why, um, but she's the first person I think of. And her fake twin that does not exist, um, you know. When I when I think of a, uh, a child star, um, not, not but I, I wouldn't I can say like her performances are necessarily the high the, the best of the best, but right when you know Pollyanna was uh, Pollyanna yeah. one of the one that really kind yeah. of got her fame out there in a big way, um, and I guess she earned a special. I did not know this until just now. A special juvenile Oscar, um, yeah, for her role yeah. in that movie, which was then I guess that the the fact that she got that that was the last time that Oscar was given. See, um, I mean, see, I went right there for it. By the way, like, 
they retired the award because they're like we can't top this so i i, I win just based on that you know so like, and then she was like yeah you know what i'm gonna come back one last time for saving miss or I say, it um, was it was good morning miss bliss good morning, Miss Bliss. i was gonna say saving miss bliss which just doesn't make yeah, yeah. Different yeah. Show. um <laughs> she's still i think she's like 75 76 now she still does live theater um She's still active, um, but but again, like it, it's still I think primarily pulling from her child star status, right? Unfortunately, you know, like we all know her as the young kid, or at least the right. teen from the Disney era. Um, so yeah, no, that that's a very good pick though. Um, and she was on a lot of lists as well. Um, Ron Howard was on a few lists. Um, his career is interesting too, in that he's similar to well, I guess Fred Fred Savage is similar to him in that uh, he was a child actor. Uh, in his case, on the Andy Griffith Show, and then he became a very prominent director. Yeah, I get. I guess that feels like a, a thing of like which era, of what age you're from, because I feel like anyone born after um, the '70s, <laughs> you know, like. We'd, we'd probably think of Ron Howard first and foremost as a director. Well, see, it's interesting you say that because even though that show's very old, TBS ran reruns of that show all the time when I was young. So even though I didn't look and say, oh, who's this kid? You know, it's Ron. Like, I just, I remember that show being on all the time. I mean, you look at it more. Happy before. days we're talking about. If we did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Happy, yeah. yeah. And I look at it, you know, he, you look at them for the Fonz or, you know, Andy Griffith himself, you know, whatever. But, uh, but yeah. Which was also weird to me because as a kid, I thought Happy Days was actually a show from the 50s. <laughs> I didn't realize that it just took place in the 50s, but it's yeah. made in the 70s. So that also confused me as a child. Um, but yeah, but Ron Howard. Um, That's funny. So who have we missed here, Eric? Let's just... Uh... Well, even even thinking of the Parent Trap uh, remake in the '90s, uh, Lindsay yeah, Lohan. Lindsay Lohan, yeah, and uh, obviously that's one of the cases that you know her career had so many hills and valleys, and her you know her life was was it was a hard one, I, I would say. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, our our kids love her version of Freaky Friday. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. They, they watch it all all the time, uh, or um, yeah, and. Uh, and the parent trap for what that's worth. And Mean Girls, I mean, by that point, she was not a child, child, but, uh, you know, it, it's still somewhat within that genre is, is a pretty uh, famous movie. Not even a cult movie. I mean, it's grown in popularity over the years. Right. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, that's I, that's one of my wife's favorite movies to this day. Yeah. Uh, Ju Judy Garland deserves to be mentioned here. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, obviously, her iconic role in Wizard of Oz, um, you know, she was 17. Um, she also received a juvenile Oscar. Just giving those out back in the day. <laughs> Just giving them out. You were a kid in a movie during the Great Depression. You got a juvenile Oscar. Just hands down. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, well, obviously, there's so many of them out there. We can't, we can't name them all, you know. Uh, L and Dakota Fanning, obviously, are a pair. You mentioned pairs earlier, and yeah, uh, you know, they, uh, yeah, um, the pa the pairing. Usually, you can find a sibling that is also, or at least tried. Uh, not always, and unfortunately, I I, I think of Poltergeist and Heather O'Rourke, who unfortunately right. you know passed away, like when she was ten or eleven. Unfortunately, um, 
but she horror, I feel like horror is a genre that also usually can bring in young child actors because right. it, it makes them easy to root for because if evil is preying right. on these young children the child's play or you know whatever whatever um Cujo and all, all those kind of things um the Shining, young Danny Torrance, right? Like it's it's easy to throw a young child in a horror movie and have them be the protagonist just based on their youth. Um, but unless you it, unless it's uh, the Omen or Pet Cemetery. <laughs> well, Miko Hughes um, is a I think he's a DJ now. Um, he was also on Full House. He had a little bit of a run. Mercury Rising. Yeah. Wes Craven's New Nightmare. Full House. And then he became a DJ. I think that was the, the next the, logical step. I feel like. I mean, it probably pays better than what it, you know. Yeah. And we will, you know, before we wrap up here, we haven't mentioned Haley Joel Osment, who uh, was was very big in that The Sixth Sense was such a huge movie because of its twist, and everybody was talking about it in his performance, and it was really great. Um, and he did a few movies there, Pay It Forward, I believe. And uh, he's doing. He's he's. Yeah. He's somewhat of a stoner now. Uh, he's, he's, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. But he, you know, he, he does pretty good in, in the role. Yeah, I, I, I actually I got to meet him really quickly once. Uh, he was in a, a film that my a friend produced that was on Sundance. And he was really, I mean, he's really nice. But I think, he, yeah. I think he's kind of chill. Uh, he, he also had a sister who was on Hannah Montana, I think, right? Uh, so, like, the um, yeah. Yeah, sibling connection again. Um, but yeah, he was also someone who I think peaked really um, quickly, and I and I think he's. But I think he's content with with doing his own thing now. Yeah, he seems like he's in a, a pretty good place. I don't remember. Maybe there was. I don't remember too many scandalous things with with him. No, no, not really. I, I I think he he did the cutesy boy roles for as long as he could, and then he was like, "This is not who I am anymore." Obviously, and then he right. kind of stepped away for a little bit, and he's he's gotten back into acting. I think he was in a couple, was he in a Kevin Smith movie? Yeah. Yeah, right. Like he's done a few things. Yeah. Um, yeah. So if uh, you have a different vote as to who should be considered, you know, one of the best of all time as a child actor, let us know. Obviously, there's a lot we missed uh, in TV. We didn't really even get into TV. That's a whole nother uh, avenue of child acting. I feel like, uh, you know, we can. Yeah, even think of Kawajane Wallace. It was well, the early, at the earlier we were talking about people that were you know, nominated for just one Oscar, and then they have this one big prominent role, and you know, and then they just you know it, it doesn't follow them because, as you mentioned with a couple other people, the kind of cutesy aspect of being a child is a big part of it. And when you have managers or whoever who tell them, "Oh, you can do anything," it you know it doesn't always turn out that way. Yeah. Yeah, outside of that, that Annie remake, right? Which I didn't see, but yeah, I can. Who who was the original actress in the original Annie? Nineteen. What was her name? I don't know. That was another child star who I don't even know if I'd say. So star. that and that and the uh, Breslin brother. We don't know their names. Whoever they are, they're probably in a Facebook group of former child stars. <laughs> Dickie Roberts, former child star. They're probably in it. They probably show up. <laughs> Yeah, how could we have gotten through this this whole show without mentioning Dickie Roberts? I mean that. I mean, you want to find all your child stars? Just watch that movie. There's like cameos galore. Right. Uh, <laughs> or the, the only reason I watch or it. the kid from uh, Christmas Story, who uh, you know, oh, yeah. who I think still who gets 
who could probably survive on the royalties from that one. <laughs> so is he? Well, yeah, this, yeah, very good point. Peter yeah. Billingsley, <laughs> Christmas Story, yeah, or any of those kids from. Um, well, you think of the the vacation movies. Juliette Lewis, she had a career. She got an Oscar nomination early enough. Yeah. Um, they kept changing uh, up who played those children roles. Yeah, a few of them became. Was it Anthony Edwards? Was that the Edwards one? They were, yeah, they were they were they were interchangeable for a while there. Um, Absolutely. Um, well, please uh, keep checking us out. Uh, if you have any comments, if you're watching this on YouTube, feel free to let us know what you think. For Eric, my name is Chad, and we will see you next week.